Excellent. We good this morning, church? Excellent. And don't forget to be inviting people uh, to next week. And um, I'm just so excited about just spending time together with our community, but also what God's going to do in that and through that. You know, we always see initial harvest, but also we see harvest off the back of it. Um, that people say, you know, that church is where I went, and we see them in the weeks that, that follow. So I'm just excited and expectant for what God uh, is going to do. So we're going to do something a little bit different uh, this morning. If you are uh, taking part in Sealer Sunday, can you just come and take um, your seats? And as they do, let's encourage them and just give a massive round of applause uh, this morning. There's no set order. You can sit however you want. It's fine. Um, and so for those of you who don't know uh, the fine people who are sat here uh, this morning, um, then we have... Actually, should I get you to introduce yourself? Yeah, just, just your name. We're not going to do one of these things where if you were stuck somewhere, what would you... Just say your name and then uh, we'll just move on. Uh, I'm Steve. Hello. I'm Helen. Thank you. Good morning, church. I'm Bumi Odafi everyone and I'm tired. So these fine people are going to uh, walk us through um, what we've been doing. We're, we're doing what we call a sealer Sunday and we've done these uh, a couple of times uh, before um, at the end of a long series and we've been in this series called House of Prayer for quite a while now and uh, the word sealer um, it's a word that you see in the Psalms a whole lot it's in Habakkuk as well and different people will say, oh, it means this, it means that. But there's kind of a consensus uh, that it means to pause and reflect. And when you read it in the Psalms, you're reading a whole passage. And sometimes some of the Psalms are like quite full on, aren't they? Like, defeat my enemies, woe to you, this is all. And then it just says, sealer. Or sometimes it just uh, talks about God's goodness and all that he's done. And it just says, sealer. And that means to just pause and reflect. And so that's what we're doing uh, this morning before the busyness of next uh, Sunday with our Christmas celebration. And can I just take a moment to just say a massive thank you uh, to those who came and set up um, this week and uh, got the stage looking ready for Christmas. Uh, But today we're just going to take a moment um, to pause and reflect uh, on this series. You know, it's been uh, 12 weeks since we started the series. Um, We had Global Sunday and amongst that we had the Introduction Week. And we looked at 10 different facets Um, in this House of Prayer series. Let me very quickly um, just outline those. We talked about what is prayer. Right at the very beginning, some of you may remember in September, we talked about what is prayer because there's a lot of misconceptions about what it is. We talked about Jesus' response when the disciples came to him and said, would you teach us how to pray? And he shared those words that often we frame as the Lord's Prayer, and so we took time to look at that and what's involved uh, in that. We looked at a personal prayer life a very practical teaching about um, how we pray, when we pray, and, and you know, really taking out um, the, you know, how do I do this, to really make it practical. So if you missed that week, that's a great week to catch up with. We talked about praying together, praying together as marriage couples, praying together as families, praying together as a church family. We talked about uh, prayer languages, not just you know, different languages that we know, earthly languages, talking about praying in the spirit and what that actually means. We talked about types of prayer. Nimi spoke about um, thanksgiving and praise, supplication, fasting, all these different types of aspects of prayer. Praying for others, what it means to intercede. Praying for the sick. If you weren't here on that week, we talked about praying for sick and also about how to deal with unanswered prayer. And we really... Um, tried to take away false teaching or wrong teaching that may have been added to look at what the Bible actually says on the subject of healing. And then last week, Ellie wrapped it up by talking about um, spiritual 
warfare. So all those messages as always are available online via the Family Church app. You can go to family.church forward slash listen and there's the haven't congregation that you can select. But with all that in mind, we've covered a whole lot. I just want to throw a question to, to all of you to begin with. Um, and the question is this, as we've journeyed through this series covering a whole lot of different things, what's been your biggest learning point or maybe something that you knew before that the Holy Spirit has just kind of underlined? Um, let's, let's go in the order that's, that's here. So Steve, for you. Uh, great, thank you. Um, I think for me the, the, the biggest takeaway um, isn't something that I've heard specifically along the way. It's been the kind of reminder that, um, that we have that different type of prayer, so that different type of communication with God, with, with our Father. Um, so actually, as I was preparing, Pastor Steve kindly gave us a little bit of warning with some of these questions. And as I was sort of thinking about the question, I was reminded about my own father. Um, and towards the end of his life, I became so aware of the time that I was spending with him. And that time was, it was six and a half years ago now, but it was, it was so different each time I came to him um, to see him. It, sometimes we would sit and we would hardly talk. Sometimes we'd sit and we'd talk about work. Other times we would be talking about someone else in the family. And so this, this series was kind of a reminder for me that as we approach our Heavenly Father, there's those different seasons and those different ways that we communicate. And each one is different. Each one, it's not like every time we come to God, we have to do this, this the same thing each time. It, it's, it's so personal between me and God. So no, nobody can tell you what that looks like. Um, we can, obviously, we've got the guidance from, from the word, but it's, that, it's that, just that feeling of, actually, this is personal between me and God, and it doesn't have to look the same every time. I love that. So, I mean, and that could be from season to season, or it could be day to day, right? Mm. That Tuesday could look completely different to Monday based on what's going on in your life and I love that thank you uh, Helen for you um, I think it's been a reminder that prayer works which is a silly thing but that it does work um, and we've sang the song this morning I've seen how good it works if you said it I believe it and um, rem- remembering that and using that to remember when we when things happen or we start to me when I start to worry about something actually remember I can go back and pray I've seen it happen before I've seen God answer prayer before I know that it works I know the peace that I've had when um when I've prayed about things and um and that that reminder that like oh yeah okay this is what I need to do I need to go back and do that with any kind of discipline and I think Steve said about um it's the discipline and the desire and the delights and you start you might start off with praying of this is something I have to do. But then you, the more you do it, the more you see it works, you think, oh, yeah, this is not just something I have to do. This is something I want to do, and you delight in it. And um, it was Mark that said about why, why are we walking if we've got a free bus pass? Like, why, why are we trying to do it on our own when we've got something that works and that helps and someone we can go to? Thank you. What about for you, Bumi? Um, thanks. I think I'll just like to echo what Ellen has said. Um, from all that we've heard, I've really been blessed. I think it's a reminder for me. Um, having been a medical doctor for a long time, um, I really can't take anything for granted. And I find myself actually before anything I do, particularly when I operate, that I spend the time to pray. Uh, prayer is a pillar which, as a Christian, we all need to be involved with. Um, I agree it works and when I pray about something uh, it's always amazing 
it's not just about what is happening presently. It's also about giving thanks for what's, been, uh, what's gone before and also believing uh, in what's to come. Um, I mean, I live a busy life. I find myself spending almost an hour before I go to work an hour to get home. And sometimes it's, I'm tired when I get home, but even if it's five minutes, sometimes I try and reflect and pray about it. So prayer is powerful. It's something as a Christian we should find time for. Um, it doesn't have to be something rigid, although it's always good to pray with the family. We also need to spend personal time with God. Yeah. I love that. I just want to pick on, on one thing that Bumi said there, just, and it was a throwaway thing, but important. Of it. Um, you know, you said about when before you operate and things, and it can be, it could be very easy for you just to rely on your own strength, because I mean, uh, do you know how many operations you've done? <laughs> <laughs> R- roughly ballpark. Uh, it's more, it's more than two, right? <laughs> well, it will run into thousands. Into thousands. Yeah. And I love that. That, that just a point that you've made there that actually before, and I, and I want to make that point in terms of there's so many things that we do every day that we could do without thinking. So in your workplace. Maybe there's stuff that you do all the time, you know, certain meetings, certain things. And I want to encourage you, not as a superstition, because I know it wouldn't be for me, but just as a surrender, God, I need your help in this. And that could go from work, that could go to parenting, right? You wake up in the morning, you're like, okay, God, I need your wisdom again. That could go to how you deal with your finances this coming month. Yeah, you did well last month. How, how are you going to use this? And, and so never get out the thing of needing God in that situation that maybe you've done hundreds, thousands of times before and just coming back to that place of reliance on God. I love that. Taya? Um, yeah, for me, it's got to be, um, I think the Holy Spirit has been reminding me of to never give up. I think it was in the series where we, um, wait, um, I can't remember what title of the, the, ser- the title of the series, but it was just a reminder to never give up on on waiting on God to never give up. Because for me, as I think that week when we shared that message, I, I had um, it been a time for me where I was very overwhelmed because I parent a special needs child. And obviously I'm waiting on God for a number of things for him and for my family. And that week I just suffered some, some sort of exhaustion, if I can say that. And I was kind of like very overwhelmed and then coming to church and just hearing that reminder to never give up on God and to never give up on waiting on God for me it was so powerful because I took it very personal because because of the experience I'd I'd had earlier in the week so it was very personal for me so for me I think it was just a reminder to never give up on God to never give up on waiting on him to continue to trust him and just trust his character as um, to completely trust his might his strength and yeah, just that having that absolute trust in God. And I think the second one for me was um, um, another reminder last week that as Christians, we will face trying times and tribulations. It's not going to be like a very smooth um, life. is not going to be completely a smooth journey, but we can rejoice because God, as Jesus has overcome the world for us. And yeah, we can rest in knowing that. And yeah, Ellie talked about um, how the enemy would always attack our, like our, our, our identity, attack our thoughts, attack our belief in God. And I remember, just to um, put it in context, I remember um, the time when I started to take my prayer life um, quite, not very seriously, but when I started to straighten up with regards to prayer, I remember the enemy would constantly attack my thoughts in telling me that my prayer doesn't work, like it, 
it doesn't my it's just words it's just mere words and for for a time i would obviously when you said that i did remember the word of god um, that our, our prayers as, as righteous ones is powerful and they carry they're very effective and i also remembered um, um the part in john way where, where jesus i think jesus was um going to raise his friend lazarus and he said he said a prayer to god and said i thank you father because you always hear me because i know you hear me and you always hear me so that was a reminder for me i'm like i know you hear me god i know you always hear me and i know that my prayers are powerful so i'm not going to buy into this but i liked how Haley stressed the fact that we need to repeat and say these things over and over again until we believe it because you might just say it casually and then you the thoughts will come back the enemy doesn't back off it doesn't back up very easily so you have to continue to to say it over and over again until you believe it and until the power of that lie is broken because when when the lie is broken when truth comes in the lie has basically no power anymore so yeah for me it was a constant reminder that to never give up on god to continue waiting just to continue to believe have that confidence and unshakable trust in god love that thank you and i love that all four have come with you know slightly different answers because that's what happens when the holy spirit speaks a message through an individual you know there can be 20 different things that he is speaking because he knows what you need in that moment he knows the week that you've had and all that kind of stuff so i love that thank you but bimmy a question for you we we started off this series right at the very beginning talking when we talked about what prayer is and what it isn't we said that prayer isn't one size fits all it's it's bespoke it's um, you know, like Steve was saying about a relationship with a father, there's an individual um, aspect to that, if you like. How do you, or when, when do you find it easiest to pray? Um, where, you know, what does it look like for you as an individual? Because it will look different for you than it does for Helen, than it does for Steve, than it does for anyone here. Okay. Um, I mean, as I said, um, when I'm about to operate, I do pray. But equally, um, at home with the family, we have um, our prayer time. Uh, but I find it more heavenly, actually, when I'm in the garden, when the uh, weather permits. Um, <laughs> so, so not very often in this country. <laughs> Uh, there are other times. So I was just going to interrupt. <laughs> I, I text um, for me and said, oh, are you able to do this Sila Sunday? And he was in Nigeria at the time. And he replied and said, yeah, I'm just enjoying the sun and the vitamin D. I was like, yeah, slightly jealous. But, you know. <laughs> so sometimes when you go home, you're able to enjoy the sun, right? That's right. <laughs> um, now, it's not really about, it's about being quiet. It's about having the time actually to concentrate. I'm not a king. And I don't talk to plants, but um, <laughs> uh, but actually, is the peace that I get when I'm actually when I have the free time uh, when I'm praying, and I think that way I can actually connect, I can actually talk to God, I can thank God, and I can seek guidance and uh, wisdom uh, for what I have planned. Now, it's not just about patients that I deal with. I also have medical students who I look after. I have junior doctors. And what I do with them actually will determine uh, their outcome in life. So really, when I have situations, it's an opportunity to find a quiet time to pray about it. Personally, also, I have my own challenges. And I find a quiet time to pray about it. So when you see me muttering sometimes, it's not because I'm high on anything. 
but it's really... So a few people had asked me, so I'm glad you clarified <laughs> that. Yes, it, it's just, um, it's much easier for me um, to connect with God when I have the time, when it's quiet in a uh, nice area. And I love that. And again, it's God speaking to the individual. And for one, it's nature. I know I speak to a lot of people, and it's been in that nature that really connecting with God. For somebody, it's just been in the Word. For somebody else, it's worship. And that doesn't mean that um, it has to be one, you know, but just there's that closeness when you're doing something in particular. And it may be being in the garden, but actually you feel closest to God there for whatever reason, the way that you're wired, the way that he has made you um, to be. Steve, for, for you, how would you say you best hear from God? And is that something that you know, you've always known or is it something you've grown in? Um, yeah, it's definitely a journey and it's a journey that I'm still on. I think for me, um, I, I really encountered God only a few years ago. I've grown up in a Christian home, but um, really just a few years ago, I really felt like I just wasn't getting what, what a relationship with God really should have been about. So I've, I've been on several little journeys in that, but one of those things was actually um, understanding what I was created for. And, and that is, you know, God created me to be in, in union with him. He just wants to spend time with us. Um, so part of my journey has been discovering what that looks like. And hearing from God is, is, the, is the other side of the communication. So without that, you'd, you know, a one-way conversation just isn't much fun. Um, and, and you don't get that sense of fulfillment. You know, I mean, we've probably all been chatting to someone at times, trying to connect with them. And if you're getting nothing back, it can be really hard. Um, and God doesn't want that. He wants a two-way communication. So he wants us to be able to hear his voice as well. So for me... Um, it is a journey, but I've really been, um, I think peace is a huge part of that. So if, um, if I'm asking him for something or if I'm coming to him because I'm worried about something, um, you know, I love that verse um, that says pray about everything and, you know, worry about nothing. Tell him what you need. Uh, you know, it's just so practical. But so I think for me, it's, it's that peace, um, which is almost, uh, almost a measure. I know it says about peace being our guide, but... Also, it's a kind of a measure, because if you're worrying about something, and this has been really true for me and Rach recently, you know, for about four weeks we've been really going through something, and there have been, like, for much of those four weeks I've been so aware about how worried I am, and because of the journey that I'm on about, um, you know, sort of hearing from God and having that union with him, again, so many times I've been reminded that if I'm worrying, I'm not trusting God, and so that's what he's telling me at the moment is actually like I've, I've got to get to that point where you know all this stuff gets thrown at us and instead of that initial reaction being worry that initial reaction should be peace and actually you know just knowing full well that I can go to God and 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 give it to him um I, I love that verse in John 17 about um union with with god you know it's jesus is praying for us and he's saying you know i've i've given them the glory that you gave me so that they may be one as we are one you know i in them and you in me so we we can be one with jesus you know jesus is one with god and that's our that's our connection to god the father so for me it's just um been a really uh, a great opportunity a great reminder that actually I can be sort of as upset and worried, um, but I've, I've got to give God that space to, to, to talk. If I'm just talking at him, my worry, 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 
the whole time. I don't, I don't have that. I don't give them a chance to talk. You know, I, sometimes we just need to, to stop. We need to have complete faith in him and give him the space and the time to, to answer. And I think that's actually one thing, having grown up in a Christian home, I've, I've missed that for 30 years. I've, I've never really given him the space to, to talk back to me and sometimes it's not even talking sometimes like I said earlier it's just sitting with him in silence and feeling that he's there sometimes his presence is more powerful than any word that could be spoken um, so it's a journey and I, and I like what you said about um, you know worry is almost like a sign to us you know like, like with cars on a dashboard and there's something that flashes up and you know that there's something and so actually it's acknowledging that mm. And I think as Christians, we can be very good at just suppressing a whole load of stuff. But to actually go, okay, I am worrying about this, so let's take this to God. Yeah. Rather than, you know, if we can be very good at Christians at just having the, the statement answers and, no, I don't worry, I never worry, Jesus told me not to worry. Far better to go, actually, I am worrying about this, so let's take this to God and actually let's do something practical about this and actually let's pray about mm-hmm. what I'm, I'm feeling rather than yeah. just suppressing it. I love yeah, that. Thank you. Tay, you, you mentioned about... Um, you know, one of the things that spoke about never giving up and, and believing. Um, you know, we, we spent one week talking about praying with faith. And within that, we said that, you know, we pray with faith, but also with this other thing called patience. And we don't like that one quite so much. But how, how do we balance, or how do you maybe balance uh, the best you can, that aspect of believing God for something, yet continuing to trust him in the waiting and, and the middle ground? How, how do you remain in that place of rest while you're waiting for God to fulfill his promise. Yeah, so um, for me, I, I, I strongly believe that for you to be able to carry on waiting, you have to know the truth about God. So, and the only way for you to know the truth about God is in the word. That's where you get to discover who this God is. Is it reliable? Is it trustworthy? Is he... Is he, is he someone I can like count on? And for me, I, I used to be in that space where I didn't know um, so much about God. I had this image of God, which was sometimes not completely true. But when I started to get in the word myself and started to listen to messages and obviously joining in church, like Steve said, and when I encountered God and started to take my journey more seriously, I started to know the truth about God. I started to know his nature and his character, that if he says something, he will definitely do it. If he gives a promise, he is, he is faithful to keep to that promise, and he is very reliable. You can count on him. And I mean, the word of God says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God over and over again. So the more you hear these things and the more you read about this character of God, it builds your faith and your faith increases. So my faith started to increase. I started to believe God even more because I mean, that's what we have to do. You have to believe him. It's not for us to like perform or do all of those things. The only job we need to do is to believe, just to have faith and believe. It says without faith, it's impossible to, be, to, to, to please God. So the more I believed, the more I got into the words to know about him, the more I believed and the more my faith increased. So in that time, I've been able to build this image of God in my head that he is a trustworthy and he is very reliable. He's, he helps me. When I believe something, he helps me and I can see that he's, he's the one helping me here. So over time, I've grown that confidence in him. Like if he says he's going to do something, he definitely will do it. God is good. Like he is very good and all he does is good. So regardless of the the trying times or the difficulty or whatever thing that you may be going through, just like it says in, um, I think in Romans, where it says, 
because we go through suffering or because we go through trial doesn't mean God doesn't love us anymore. Because I'm sick today, because my body is a bit um, poorly, doesn't mean I'm, do, God doesn't love me. So God's love is constant. It's the only constant thing in whatever it is that we are going through. And we can, we can find security in that. We can be secure in that. But for me personally, from my personal experience, I found security in that. I, I, can, I can be secure in knowing that he truly loves me and that all, he, all his intentions for me, like in Jeremiah, says, I have plans for you, and they are good plans, not to harm us. They are good plans. So even that alone, knowing that God's plan for me is good, it, doesn't, it makes my circumstance very, like, I mean, I, mean, I don't mean to, um, to speak low of how hard things might be and how challenging life may be, but it's just having that correct image of God and having that absolute um, um, trust in him that if he says he will do it, he will do it. And in that time of waiting, I can just, yeah, which takes me to my second point, like in that time when I'm waiting, I don't have to focus so much on my circumstance or my, my, my trial or the hardship that I'm going through. I can keep my eyes on Jesus. Like what we sang this morning, it says, I'll take you at your word. If you said it, I believe it. I know you would do that. And I can keep my eyes on Jesus all through the journey because I think it's important to keep a right um, attitude as well whilst you're waiting. Because if we go the path of um, grumbling or complaining or wanting to do things in our own way, then we might, we might certainly miss out on what God is trying to do. Because when we go through these things, it's not so much about what we want or what the, like, the, like our aim or that thing, that, thing that, that promise or what we are believing for is always about God's purpose. And that's what I also found in the world while I was getting to know God, that it's not always about me. It's always about God's purpose. And he will use anything to achieve his purpose. And that might be very uncomfortable for you sometimes. It might be a trying situation. It might be a challenging one. But he has what he wants to achieve whilst you're waiting for that promise to come to pass. And you have to be able to like, just surrender and just believe that his plans for you and his thoughts towards you, they are good. God has he's never thought anything bad about me. That's how I felt when I was reading life. All your thoughts towards me, they are good. It's always good. So if you, even I, as, as a parent, or with my husband, I love him so much. I love my children so much. But sometimes you have, like, you have moments where you're like, like yeah but but with god he doesn't have he's never had a bad thought towards me and that for me i find very comforting like i know you love me so much regardless of my mistakes or my slip ups or whatever i do i know that you are good you're a very good god so like i said it's just knowing having that absolute trust and confidence in who god is and whilst i'm waiting I know that I, I should keep my eyes on Jesus because there are things that he wants me to pick up well whilst I'm waiting. But if I'm too focused on the end result or on that promise that he's given me or whatever it is that I'm seeking from him, then I would miss out on the good things that he wants to do in me, the good things that he wants to work in me. You see, so it's very important to just like focus on Jesus, listen out for all the assignments that he wants you to do to like not exactly to keep you distracted from the promise, but there are some assignments that he wants you to do. You can actually enjoy the journey. You can enjoy God in the journey, and enjoying God can look um, like rest as well. You can be able to rest because of all of those things that you've built up about Jesus, about about his character. And um, the other thing I wanted to say was to, whilst you're waiting as well, it's important to wait um, like actively and not passive, not be passive about waiting. I think Pastor Stuart shared a message, in, and I, it stuck in my head then, like, I mean, it was something that I was doing already, but him talking about it was kind of like labeling, just labeled what it, is, it was that I was doing. So he said to wait actively. So not just like, okay, well, God, God will do it. Like for me, again, 
because I mentioned earlier that I parents especially needs um, child and before I didn't really know how to pray like pray perf the perfect prayer for him but over time whilst I started to learn about God's will for us that I know that it is God's will for us to be in good health and to be well and I know knowing that will alone just opened up that part of my head like oh I can confidently pray for this child that he is going to be well and everything is going to be well with him. He's going to prosper in his body and in his soul and that is God's will for him. So regardless of what is happening now, I can confidently pray and not just the other way I used to think like, oh, well, um, if God is going to do it, he's going to do it. Like, yeah, I don't want to be that way. You can wait actively, like keep declaring and keep speaking, that, um, speaking positive about that situation that it is that you're going through. And I think the last thing I wanted to say was to, yeah, very important to ask the Holy Spirit for patience. It says that uh, one of the gifts of the Spirit is, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit is patience. And sometimes our patience can run thin when, whilst we are waiting. And I think it's important for us to, um, like the Bible says, to keep in step with the Holy Spirit whilst we are on this journey. We have to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. And for me, when I tire out like that, or sometimes when I've been trying to do things in my own strength, you know, sometimes we're believing and sometimes you just like forget and then you start to do things in your own, in your own strength and in your own power. But when, you, when that power wears out, you can't ask the Holy Spirit again for help. The Holy Spirit can fill you, fills us with all of these wonderful gifts and one of it is patience. And he can give you that patience to go through whatever it is that you're going through. And I'm so thankful for, for my journey with my son and how God's been like helping me. And I don't so much focus on his healing like I'd always in the past, but I'd, I can enjoy this whole time. I can enjoy my child. I can enjoy my journey with God because he has other assignments on the side that I can be doing whilst I'm still waiting for that. And I can actively continue to declare God's will over his life as well. So, yeah. I love that. And knowing you in Ade, um, it's not just words. You know, this is being lived out day by day and I love that and I just you know it, as you were speaking it just brought to to memory just that quote that we looked at a couple of times in this series that what you think about God uh, when what comes into your mind sorry when you think about God is one of the most important things about you and it really frames your your prayer life that when you come to God seeing him as he's revealed himself in his word correctly then it changes changes your prayer life Thank you. H Helen, for, for you, has there ever been a time in your life where you just haven't known what to pray? Because um, we go through different seasons. Oh, yeah, I'm praying about this. And for whatever reason, you just haven't known what to pray. If you have um, come to that point, what did you do in that moment? Um, yeah, I have um, a couple of times. And um, um, most recently, it was a time early in this year, and um, there was stuff going on that was um, uh, to do with some friends um, and um, a weird situation. And, um, and I didn't, sometimes you can see things from outside and see, oh, yeah, this is what God, well, you know, what God needs to do. This is what the answer is. God, just do it. Um, but, I, but I couldn't, I didn't know anything. It's like, God, I don't even know what to pray about this because I don't even know how it's going to work out. I don't know at all. Um, and um, the verse that comes always comes to mind is in 2 Chronicles where it says um, uh, it's the king coming to God saying we don't know what to do but our eyes are on you and um, so in that time and I think it's important not to, if you don't know what to pray to, to not not pray so just come into God saying I don't know but I know that you know I know that you're in control I know that you um, 
see how this is going to end. Um, and I know that, yeah, I know that you know. I don't know, but I know that you know. So I don't know what to pray, but I'm just going to come to you anyway. I'm just going to give the situation to you. And actually, one of the things I did pray was pray for blessings for the people. Um, I found that works if someone's really annoying you, you pray for God to bless them. <laughs> um, and um, this well, wasn't the case in this situation. But um, to pray for, um, yeah, pray for God's blessing for people involved. Pray and just to keep coming to God with it, even if I didn't really know the words to say, but just to, just to keep saying, God, this is yours. Give this to you. Lord, can you work in this situation? And just, yeah, just keep coming to God saying know that you're in control and yeah repeating like say said to the thing that it says in the words that knowing that god is sovereign that he is the maker of heaven and earth that he he knows the answers and that he yeah he is in control and to keep coming back to him with it love that so much gold coming out this morning you know just that that thought we don't know what to do but our eyes on you and for someone here this morning maybe that's where you're at and you just say i, I don't know what to do in this situation and that's some really good practical advice our eyes are on you and and you know what you said just because you don't know what to pray don't not pray um and and god will give you the words in that moment um just want to pick on something completely well not completely different but um nimi spoke about um prayer and fasting um and as part of his message and maybe there's some people when you know we step into new year and uh, that's the time often when people choose to set a time some uh space and time to fast and just to seek god and I just wondered, what are some things from your experience, if you ever fasted, um, both uh, physically but also spiritually, maybe some do's and don'ts, some mistakes you've made, some things where it's gone a little bit better? Because um, I think often, if, especially if you've never fasted, you say, I, I want to fast. There's a lot that we end up doing that doesn't really work both physically and spiritually, and we end up thinking, oh, I'm never doing that again. When actually fasting is a, a really great gift that God has given us to, to draw close to him. So who wants to take that? Anyone? Some? I'd, I'd love to say this one because I, I listened to Nimi's message and then the next day I thought, oh, right. Because he mentioned tea, a cup of tea. I, I like a nice cup of tea. And um, so the next day I thought, right, I've got this. Um, and uh, I, that, that day went fine. And then the next day, wow, I was not good. <laughs> that, um, so, so my... my did, did you call Nimi? <laughs> Um, so I, in terms of a, a do and don't, I mean, you've just got to be prepared for what's coming. If you're, if you're going to make that commitment um, on a practical level, you've got to be sensible, obviously, and it's not always possible. Um, so on that occasion, I, I, no, I was able to fast food as well and tea. Um, I won't be doing that again, to be honest, but um, I drink a lot, of, way too much tea. But obviously, it's a really good thing to do, but you've just, if you're spending the whole three days wishing that you were having a cup of tea and um, feeling rubbish, then you're probably not connecting with God in a way that he would want. So it's kind of make sure that conviction is from him and not from, from, not from yourself. And that would be one do and don't. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and again, um, I love that point because sometimes we get very... I mean, it is a spiritual thing. Don't mishear me this morning. But we miss out a lot of the practicalities. And I've spoken to people before and they said, I'm going to fast... Um, and, and tomorrow is the first day and actually tomorrow happens to be a day when they've got like 17 meetings at work it's like the busiest time that they could be and they've kind of missed out the point that that first day is actually going to be difficult on your body sometimes um, but it's about coming through that and what God wants to do but if you're not 
in that place where you know that, you're going to think, oh my goodness, it's horrendous. So being prepared, mm -hmm. I think actually being practically prepared for when you go into a fast is, is an important one. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Anyone else? Yeah, um, I was going to say that um, with fasting, I strongly believe that um, everyone's in a position to, to have something to fast. So I grew up knowing just about the conventional fast, which is just fasting food. But a couple of years ago, I did try to fast something. And in my experience, from my experience that I'm sharing this today, that it is important to fast something. We all, we all have something that we can fast, either in the way we, not really, I don't want to use the word waste our time, but there are things that take, our, take up our time. And probably <coughs> just in, maybe in things that we kind of like hide ourselves in. Um, maybe in um, terms of the things that make us feel like secure or feel confident. So there is something for everyone to fast. And like I said, I, like I said earlier, there, a couple of years ago, I, when I eventually learned about um, fasting something, I, I, I had an experience with God where I completely didn't know what to fast besides food. And I asked, I did go and like Pastor Andy had, had advised at the time to ask the Holy Spirit for what it was that you could fast. And I did ask, and I put up my list in here, and thankfully he was able to tell me. At the time he told me to fast my makeup. And for me, I just thought like, I, I did rebuke that spirit, like it possibly can't be makeup. Like you've told us to look very bright and bold when we fast and not look very dull like the, the, like the ways of the Pharisees. So whilst I was in the process of resisting, I did hear, that voice said to me, then why are you resisting if it's not that important? Why are you resisting? So I knew right on that, I knew right then that it was the Holy Spirit telling me exactly, that was the answer that I was waiting for and I shouldn't reject it. So, and it just, like, it turned out amazing. And so ever since I've been doing that and I know that it works, like God sees that sacrifice, that thing that you sacrifice in secret is, is a God that sees in secret. So whatever it is that you sacrifice, he sees it. And I know that fasting things besides the conventional way of fasting, just find that one thing that you can fast of. And yeah, and um, yeah, the second thing I wanted to say was um, that fasting was about, not just about sep like uh, not eating, it's more about consecration. Mm -hmm. So from my experience, again, I did notice that when I fast, it's very important to have time to, to, pull, to pull away to, yeah. to read the word. So reading the word is like an alternative to food. So anytime I get hungry, like I go to, into the word and the more you read the word, the more you know about, you learn about God and learn about Jesus, the less the hunger pangs. That's what I found out. So you don't even think about food. You're so filled. So for me, it's been like a weapon like a secret, like a secret weapon. When I'm fasting, I know what's gonna fuel me. It is the word. So it's just seizing that opportunity when you're fasting and if there's something you're, that you're waiting on God for, it's just seizing that opportunity to know a little bit more about Jesus. Yeah. And You've got to feel it leave your life. And, and it's yeah. got to be, you know, something that affects you, but then something that creates time or space and you've got to then feel that space. So, you know, if you hate a certain vegetable, don't go into a, your next fast. Oh, I won't do that. You know, I, I won't, eat chocolate when you never ever eat chocolate let it make sure it's something that you actually um, feel you leave your life uh, well I was going to just add that um, I mean from my own experience growing up having a Muslim neighbor there was this religiosity about it even the little ones those under the age of 10 were made to fast and they only did at a particular time of the year. But my own addition here is we can fast um, at any time we choose to fast. It doesn't have to be 
with the rest of the congregation, although it's a good idea. We don't have to start fasting by doing 24 hours. Uh, you can plan yourself, and like Tyre said, combine it with prayer, and then you come and see the beauty of God. I mean, God will answer your prayers as a result. going to say the same thing, really. Don't just not eat, because otherwise it's just a diet and you'll be hungry and yeah, yeah. rubbish. <laughs> and, and grouchy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, for me, I make I will choose to fast on a day when I'm not working because I find it hard to fast when I'm at work because I get too hungry. And it's also lunchtime is quite a sociable time. And so I would just be not eating and people would yeah. might notice. But um, And I'm not praying instead, so um, making sure that you're using that time when you would be eating to be praying and spending yeah. time with God. And again, it's that not one size fits all. Do what you feel God leading you to do. And some people fast for a week. Some people fast all year, not not the whole year, all year on a certain day. And so I know some people who fast, you know, every Monday they fast. Um, but don't get religious about it. I love all that just came out there. Just don't be religious about it. Make space. And it's all about you and your connection with God. It's not about doing something just for the sake of it. L last question before we wrap up. Um, having gone through this series, what maybe quickly is just like one thing that you might do differently moving forward as a result? Um, for me, being really honest, um, Rach and I, we, we pray together sometimes, but we're, we're not um, brilliant at it. It's just, I think, uh, it's not. In, we don't intentionally not do it, but we... Um, would love to do that more. So just a really practical point, we, we're going to try and make an effort to do to do that That's a lot better. Yeah. Um, and for me, I think it's about taking every thought captive and so re that reminding that prayer works and to, to stop. And if I'm worrying about something, stop and pray and to, yeah, to, to just do it. Yeah, um, so for, for me, or should I let you go first? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so for me, uh, it was just that um, reminder, like I said earlier, about never giving up. I had never heard it that way before. I mean, I know that we shouldn't, like, we can't just give up on God, but the way it was said about Abraham when you said, even when the situation was very hopeless, his body was old and tired, Sarah was, your womb was as good as useless, but he never gave up hope. So me, it's just that reminder to never give up. No matter how hopeless a situation looks, I just can't afford to give up. I need to keep going. And it's interesting that um, Steve had mentioned um, praying with his partner as well, because that's one of the things I want to do differently as well, to pray more with my, my, with my husband as well. And the last, last one would be to pray without ceasing. So I would normally, at the moment, I like to like do my prayer and like I have a list of if, if there's something that comes to mind that I need to pray of to pray about I'd rather wait till my God time to pray about those things but now I'm learning that you can always pray on the go you don't have to wait till your prayer time the minute that the thoughts comes to mind you can just say a quick prayer to God and you still have your God time or that dedicated time that you that you have your prayer in here so it's just to pray without ceasing um, well apart from praying for ourselves I think we should also uh, remember that we have people we can intercede on behalf. Uh, it doesn't have to be family members only, even our neighbors. Um, like Brenda actually mentioned um, earlier on, uh, there's a lot going on in the world right now. Uh, if you forget or you don't know what to pray for about yourself, I mean, there's a lot happening 
whether in Palestine, whether in Ukraine. Um, so yes, let's intercede on behalf of others also. Can we give them a round of applause this morning? Just and just to, uh, that's right, you can say I'm just going to pray. Just to be honest, I've, I really value your honesty and um, just being vulnerable enough to share from where you're at. And, you know, it's not easy sitting up here and being honest and open before people. So thank you very much. Appreciate that. And um, everyone get something this morning? Yeah. Brilliant. And let, let's just close up in prayer and uh, in this moment. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for uh, these four that have come and shared out of an open heart. Father, I thank you for all that you've done throughout this series. Lord, we don't pack it away today. It's not going away up in the loft, God. It's, it's stuff that you have taught us that you're going to continue to unveil in our lives. Father, I thank you that we aren't just learning about being a house of prayer. We are a house of prayer as individuals, as couples, as families, as a church community. And Lord, we're just so thankful for what you have done in this season. But Lord, we look ahead with expectation of what you are yet to do. And Father, all these answered prayers that we're going to see, Lord, all this closeness that we're going to experience with you, Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you. And I just pray for every single individual who hasn't yet begun that journey of prayer in this place. Lord, who has heard messages and thought, yes, maybe now's the time. Lord, I thank you that as they step into that focus of prayer, Holy Spirit, you're going to meet them where they're at and you're going to connect them with the Father. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done and what you are yet to do. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Have a great week.